0: Get this party
1: started. Hi Dwayne here and welcome to the August episode of the Tinsel Tunes Podcast. This month we are one year old, and seven days from now, those of us down here in the Southern Hemisphere will be in spring. I'd like to thank everyone for their support and love over the last year. It's you guys that have kept me going as well and i love all the feedback and i love the questions and i'm really looking forward to doing this with you guys for another year i really appreciate my two patreon supporters Uh, they also help keep the cost down with running this podcast so um, once again thank you very much and if you'd like to support me head over onto the patreon page uh, where you can do the same and i very much appreciate all and any support that you guys give this podcast and let's hear from Todd at the Christmas Clatter Podcast. Hello, this is Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. And I would like to congratulate Dwayne and Tinsel Tunes for their one-year anniversary. Dwayne has worked tirelessly to put out a great podcast and has quickly become one of the best Christmas-focused podcasts you can listen to. So again, happy first anniversary, Dwayne and Tinsel Tunes. Here's to many more years of podcasting. When you're done binging all the episodes of Tinsel Tunes, head on over to the Christmas Clatter podcast where we discuss music, movies, gifts, decorations, quiet moments of reflection, and everything that makes Christmas special to
0: us. And as always, keep Christmas hope alive every day.
1: In the last episode, and on our social networks, I asked you, my loyal listeners, to send in some questions and for a question and answer style for our first birthday episode. And thank you everyone who took the time to send me some questions. You're a curious bunch, aren't you? So, let's start with the most obvious question. Stuart asks, What made you start this podcast? Well, I've been listening to Christmas podcasts since 2010. It started with the My Merry Christmas podcast, but since then many more have become regular listeners Podcasts like Can't Wait for Christmas, Tis the Podcast, and of course, Christmas Past. Out of all the Christmas podcasts, there was one missing, and one I really wanted to listen to, and that was about Christmas music. So I wondered if I could do one. But what would it be called? How would it sound? What was involved in producing a podcast? And Could I be consistent with releasing episodes? These are all the questions that I asked myself. Then in July 2018, Brian from the Christmas Past podcast published a video on YouTube about his Christmas podcast wish list. In the video, Brian listed, well, actually let's hear it from Brian.
0: Hi, this is Brian Earle from Christmas Past. That's a podcast that tells the fascinating stories behind your favorite Christmas traditions. It's been around for coming up on four years now, and Christmas podcasts have really seen explosive growth during that time. But there was something I noticed. Most of them are about Christmas movies and TV specials. But Christmas is such a big topic. It runs wide and deep, and there's plenty of fertile ground to explore. And that inspired me to put a video on my YouTube channel last year, with a small handful of ideas for what I thought would make interesting topics for new Christmas podcasts. I had ideas about Christmas crafting and cooking and fan fiction audio dramas. Now, since that video came out, there have been a small handful of Christmas audio drama podcasts to arrive, but I can't claim that I had anything to do with those. However, there was one idea I included in that video which I was frankly surprised no one was doing yet. A podcast all about Christmas music. I even proposed a name for that podcast, Tinsel Tunes. Well... Imagine my surprise when just a few days later a fellow named Dwayne Bailey contacted me to say, OK. And now here we are a year later, and Dwayne is marking the first of what I hope will be many anniversaries to celebrate the success of the podcast and the enduring enchantment of Christmas music. Back in early 2016, I myself was inspired by a podcast called The Christmas Docking, and I was very grateful to the host Lee Cameron for his support and encouragement while I got Christmas Past up and running. And now I'm grateful to be part of a community of Christmas podcasters who support and encourage one another, all with an eye towards spreading Christmas cheer. So Duane, congrats on one year of Tinsel Tunes, and to everyone else, if you've ever thought of starting a Christmas podcast, you can do it. And if you need ideas, I've got a YouTube video you might be interested in.
1: Well, the first question had just been answered, what would it be called? I liked tinsel tunes so I messaged Brian and he encouraged me to give it a shot and offered some advice as well as some advice from Craig the host of Weird Christmas. Then on the 1st of August 2018 I recorded a trailer. I had so much fun doing that trailer I launched straight into researching my first episode and couldn't wait to release it. So I released it early on the 5th of August and that was such a buzz that I started work on the third episode and release that on the 24th of August. I have found that the stories behind the Christmas songs are even more interesting than I thought they would be, and I look forward to bringing more to you for as long as I can. Before we carry on with more questions, let's find out this month's Fact or Fiction.
0: Fact or Fiction
1: Is the song Do They Know It's Christmas? Is this still the highest selling single in UK history? So is that fact or fiction? Stay tuned to the end of the episode where I'll reveal the answer. Okay, back to the questions. Tina asks, which band or singer would be your musical guilty pleasure? Well, I have a wide and varied range of musical tastes and I really wouldn't call anything a guilty pleasure as I like what I like. However, it is a great joke to my family that I'm so publicly vocal about liking the music of... The Backstreet Boys. Yep, I'm like an onion. Many layers of musical preferences. Andrew asks, tell us something about you that's interesting. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm an interesting person, but this usually surprises people when they find out that I used to stutter, big time. In fact, it was so bad that I couldn't even say my name when somebody asked me for it, or answer the phone, or even take part in conversations. I had it while I was a teenager and worked through it in my early teens. It sometimes comes back a little when I'm super tired or I find myself in a very stressful situation that I haven't prepared myself for. Thankfully, it's mostly gone and most people say they would never have guessed that I had one due to no lasting telltale signs. James asks, what's your background in music? I grew up with music all around me. My father was a guitarist and played in bands for many years. In fact, you'll hear him in the intro of the podcast as the little drummer boy, the little snippet of the little drummer boy. His band played mainly 50s, 60s and 70s music. And he would practice with his bands at home, often gathered in the kitchen or the garage when i was in my early teens i asked my father to teach me the guitar but since i'm left-handed i struggled to pick it up i even tried to learn to play the guitar upside down ie that is with a bass string on the bottom which is quite common for lefties to try most will restring the guitar and learn in the traditional way in the end i gave up and one day i was able to sit at one of dad's drummer's drum kit and i had a go and i immediately fell in love with this instrument and I pursued it, and I still play to this day. Natasha asks, What styles of music do you relate to? Well, my taste in music is varied, and I go through phases of what I listen to. After growing up with the music my dad listened to and played, I changed tact. When the 80s hit, I found myself listening to heavy metal, bands like Iron Maiden, Anthrax, Metallica, etc., and hair metal like Poison, Skid Row, Motley Crue, and then through into the 90s with rock and more metal. In recent years, I found myself listening to jazz, country, today's heavy metal, electronic, and dubstep. The stuff I can't stand is what's classed as R&B and radio formula pop music. And these three questions were from Art Kilmer, and Art asks, "What is your favourite Christmas memory?" Well, mine would be one Christmas when I was very young, probably eight or nine. I received a remote control toy truck. I went to the shops with mum and I was able to choose, I I saw it in a brochure and then we went to the shop and I was able to choose it out. I remember mum putting it on a lay-by because back then it was quite expensive. And I didn't go with her to pick it up but I knew that one of those presents under the Christmas tree was my truck. Anyway, my brother and I, we snuck out to the lounge very early in the morning. And we had a tradition where we were allowed to open one present before mum and dad woke up. So I knew which one was the truck. So I opened the truck. And I would say this is about five o'clock in the morning. And I had to sit and stare at it or just hold it until mum and dad got up, which would have been about seven to eight o'clock. Because it made so much noise that I was unable to play with it in the morning. Um, I remember my brother got a calculator that could play a Space Invader game on it and he could put it on mute and he went to town. So we th- he thought that was quite funny I couldn't play with my toy. But um, yeah, that is one of my favourite uh, Christmas memories growing up. Um, he also asked what was your favourite Christmas gift. Well, it would actually be that truck. I had that truck for many, many years um i stopped playing with it when i became a teenager but it just stayed at the house and then when my son was born uh, 19 years ago uh, i gifted it to him to play with Um, he didn't really use the remote side of it he just ran it around the the floor and uh, so that was quite cool that the toy that i played with got handed down to him and his final question is what is your favorite christmas activity to do well that's pretty easy i really love decorating and I really love looking at the lights. I love that so much that I started covering my house in lights back in 2006. I've taken the last couple of years off, but this year I'm getting back into it um, using RGB technology. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to putting those up on the house. Uh, we also decorate inside as well. Uh, my wife takes more of a reign on that, um, especially with the design style, but I give her a hand and it always looks great. Samantha asks, do you listen to other types of podcasts? And the answer to that is, yes, I do. Some of my non-Christmas ones are, being that I'm a drummer, I listen to the Modern Drummer podcast. also listen to the Drumio podcast, the Drum Brigade podcast. I also listen to Nostalgia, which I got hooked onto through Tim Babb through his podcast. I also listen to Flash TV talk about the Flash TV show. And also listen to The Crossroads, which is Supernatural. I really love Supernatural and really quite sad that it's coming to an end this season. But this is a a podcast that dives deep into the episodes and really opened up the storyline. David Tennant also had a podcast I listened to. He seems to have stopped that now. And then finally, there's one called Grunt Work, which is... As far as I'm aware, the only podcast about the Home Improvement TV show, um, that is also very funny and quite a laugh. And I also listen to another one called The Podcast Movement. always on the hunt for new podcasts to listen to. They're great to listen to while I'm renovating the house. So Gary asks, what is your ultimate favourite Christmas song? And what song do you hate the most? Well, this is pretty easy to answer. Um, I'm going to start with the worst song, and that is, might not be that surprising to you if you've been following the podcast. That is Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." The funny thing about this song, though, is even though I don't like listening to it, when I hear it on the radio at Christmas time, it signals and feels like Christmas time. Does that make sense? It's yes, yes. I know. It's 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 a bit weird. And as for my favourite, well, that's a great lead into my top five songs of all time. It was quite hard to narrow this down to five, so I'm not going to. Quite simply, as you know, if I didn't like Christmas music, I wouldn't have started a Christmas music podcast. But there are a few favourites, well in fact more than a few. So I'm just going to list them here with some samples. And these are in no particular order. I really like It's Beginning To Look A Lot Like Christmas, in particular the Bing Crosby version.
0: It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go I
1: also like the Piri version as well.
0: Take a look in the five and ten listening once again with candy canes
1: and silver lanes aglow Johnny Method's vision. It's
0: beginning to look a lot like Christmas Toys in every store But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door
1: Do you hear what I hear? Once again I like Bing Crosby's version. Do you
0: what I mean? Said the night wind to the little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see, what
1: I see? Uh, but also, like Johnny Mathis,
0: way up in the sky, little land. See what, see. see
1: what I see I like Brett Elridge's vision. A star, a star
0: Dancing in the night With the tail as big as a kite With the tail as big as a kite
1: Little Drummer Boy I really like Bob Seger's vision. I really like the version that my father played. The First Noel, Matthew Green's orchestral rainbow, which I showcased last month. Winter Wonderland, in particular Brian Setzer's version, in fact anything from Brian Setzer, if you haven't guessed
0: sleigh bells ring hey are you listening in the lane, snow is glistening a beautiful sight we're happy tonight walking
1: Also like Roran Keating's Summer Wonderland, which I went into back in episode 7.
0: Strolling through a summer wonderland In the other we can grab the wickets And plastic cricket bat your mother found
1: Is any Linux's vision, which I really like
0: Slave does rain, I listening in the lake, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight for a hell right of a full night walking in the winter on
1: Dean Matton.
0: Playbells bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow's glistening. A beautiful sight, oh, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter one land.
1: Bing Crosby. And pretend that he's Parson
0: Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man," But you can do the job when you're in town. We wish you
1: a Merry Christmas, in particular, Bing Crosby's version.
0: I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
1: And Perry Como's version.
0: Good tidings for Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas, we wish you a merry Christmas, we wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year. We wish you a merry Christmas, we wish you a merry Christmas, we wish you a merry Christmas, a merry Christmas and a happy new
1: year. And this would be number one and that is The Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams and only Andy Williams' version. It's the most wonderful time of the year With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer It's the most wonderful time of the year right are these your favorites too let me know in the comments for this episode on tinseltunes.com or reach out on social media in fact send me your top five christmas songs and if i get enough i'll do an episode on all those top fives right that's enough about me let's do something that you can all get involved in it's time for the great tinsel tunes battle royale 2019 the virtuous and we will not back down shields up stand strong it is time to prepare for battle it's It's time time for for the the great tinsel tunes Tunes battle Battle 2019 2019. so far this is the episode with the highest vote count and it was a three horse race between andy williams frank sinatra and david bowie with ben crosby and the winner of round seven with over 40 percent of the votes is Andy Williams, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, which was followed by Frank and then David and Bing. It would seem that Andy Williams tops your top five lists also. Interestingly enough, the votes for this episode, which were the highest, also coincide with the listens for last month's episode, also climbing, and I would say that's due to the fact that Christmas is not far away, and a lot of people are starting to feel Christmassy or get into the Christmas mood, and they've been reaching out and listening to podcasts like mine. Right, let's hear round eight contenders. Number one, Christmas time is here, From the Peanuts, by Vince Guaraldi. Number two, I wish every day could be like Christmas, Bon Jovi. Number three, Jingle Bells, the Barking Dogs. Number four, All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Number five, Silver Bells, Bing Crosby. Number six, Summer Wonderland by Rowan Keating. Once again, if you're not familiar with this version, check out episode seven. Number seven, Making Christmas Pentatonics. Number eight, Silent Night, The Carpenters. Number nine, Do They Know It's Christmas, Band-Aid 1994. Number ten, Let It Snow by Dean Martin. So use your story, head over to the website to place your votes, the website will also have a link over onto YouTube where you can have a listen, and also keep an eye on Facebook and I will post the songs through the month for you to have a listen to. Okay, fact or fiction answer? So the question was, do they know it's Christmas? Is still is that still the highest selling single in UK history? The answer is fiction. Though it took the death of Princess Diana and Elton John's retrofitted version of Candle in the Wind to unseat it. To unseat it. Pretty impressive for a song that was recorded and mixed in one twenty four hour marathon session, featuring vocals from forty-eight of the biggest British and Irish artists of the mid-1980s. One duo also helped get the project over the hump was Rick Parfay and Francis Rossi of Rocker's Status Quo. They were originally brought in to sing but couldn't hit the notes. However, according to a journalist on the scene, the duo produced their bag of cocaine and the boo started to flow and it became a party. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you hung around to the end, and I hope you found something very interesting to learn about me. And uh, next month we'll be back onto the songs and uh, as we head in towards the Christmas season. So as usual, be excellent to each other,
0: and rock on!
1: I'm not sure if I'm an interesting person, but this usually surprises people when they find out that I used to stutter, big time. In fact, it was so bad that I couldn't even say my name when someone asked me for it, or answer the phone, or even take part in... or even take part... Jeez. Stuttering was one thing. Completing sentences is something completely different. In fact, it was so bad that I couldn't even say my name, and... (laughs) Speaking English is hard. Alright, and let's... And let's hear from Todd at Christmas Clatter. And let's hear from Todd at the Christmas. And let's hear.
0: And let's hear from Todd at the Christmas Clatter podcast.